name is Farah Osbeck. Welcome to Military Law Matters, the podcast that arms you with knowledge so you don't become a victim of injustice. So I'm so excited to be continuing my little series, um, Upgrading Your Military Discharge, 10 Things You Need to Know. So today we're going to talk about number two. Last week we talked about the number one thing you need to know, which is you need to get your personnel records. That's very important because you really cannot work on your case to argue your viewpoint, you know, make an argument without basing it on records that exist. If they don't exist, that's a separate issue. If they were destroyed, I mean, talk to your attorney, um, you know, we'll have to figure out what to do in that case, but you need to get your records. So that was um, number one, the one thing you need to know. So number two is just to tell you a little bit more about requesting an upgrade at the Discharge Review Board. Again, I mentioned this last episode or the last episode where I talked about rule number one is you may want to download the guide I have on my website, farahosbeck.com. And if you follow along, it just might be simpler to for you to have read it before. But if not, I'm going to try to just in my own words, explain some of the concepts. Again, a lot of this is based on questions I answer for clients all the time. So I want to make it really clear because these are a lot of cases I work on deal with, you know, people who have faced injustice. Um, I also read a lot of cases that are published in the reading rooms for the Department of Defense, for the Army, Air Force, Navy. And I read a lot of those cases. And I, w- I just want to point out if you're reading them too, uh, I noticed some things in there that I'd like to point out to you. So let's start with the Discharge Review Board. That's every agency has one. So the Air Force has the Discharge Review Board, the Navy, Marine Corps, Coast Guard, um, Army has a Discharge Review Board. And it, it's a great way that you can, if you were discharged and you believe that there was uh, an error in your discharge, if there was an Im- impropriety, it's called. So there's two bases, improper or inequitable. Improper really means if there was a legal error in your discharge. That's really what they're talking about, impropriety. Or inequity. What's an inequity? Just something is not fair. The best way I could explain is your discharge was not fair. And it's it's kind of like you know it when you see it type of thing. So And the reason I'm stressing this is you cannot just like say, I want my discharge upgraded because uh, six months have passed. I've really been doing a great job for the last five years. I really do need the GI Bill. I mean, obviously, these are real reasons that you would want to upgrade your discharge, and we definitely understand that. But in order for the board to be able to consider your application, you have to base it on one of these two reasons. They cannot, the board, no matter how much they, maybe they want to, they can't just upgrade your discharge based on, I want my GI bill, my discharge was unfair. You have to show them what was the impropriety or what was the inequity. So when I have clients call me, I always, you know, you know, potential clients, because I take calls from people who just have questions, they will, you know, start talking about their discharge and I ask them questions about it, you know, what happened. And the reason I'm asking them questions is I am trying to, while they're answering the questions, in my mind, formulating, is there a le- perhaps a legal error in their discharge or impropriety, uh, unfairness in their discharge? So I ask a lot of questions about, you know, what exactly happened? How many years were they in? You know, what was the disciplinary action that they get? Did they get an Article 15? Did they get one letter of counseling? You know, I ask a lot of questions because I need to know, like, what argument would this client make or would I make on their behalf to show that there was an impropriety or inequity? The reason I say this is because a lot of people, sometimes it's it's great, people want to do the uh, application themselves, and that's fine. But remember, when you do the application yourself, you have to articulate this. They will not just upgrade your discharge 
just for the heck of it. They have to, it has to be, you know, they're chartered with they, meaning the discharge review board. They have to base it on something, um, an impropriety or an inequity, right? So I was, you know, the other day going on the, I, I went to the reading room and I, I just was looking at one of the services. It doesn't matter. One of the services, you know, it's so transparent. They actually have all the cases there. They're going to summarize the case and to show, you know, if a case was to, upgraded or not. But in a lot of the cases I saw, and it was usually when it was just an applicant who submit the application for to the DRB, actually the write-up for the case where it was denied, it says the applicant made no contentions that the discharge was an inequitable or improper. The applicant requested to change his re-enlistment eligibility code in an effort to re-enlist in the service. So you have to actually show what's inequitable or improper. Now, I believe, um, because I used to work at the Discharge Review Board, actually, for the Air Force. Now, if someone submits an application and they didn't articulate it correctly, but if there's like a glaring legal error, even if the applicant did not know to actually point that out, the lawyer on the board is going to, you know, it's very rare, but the lawyer on the board is going to actually, you know, bring that up and say, wow, there's a huge legal error and upgrade it. So it doesn't mean that they're going to ignore it. You have to show them what the inequity or impropriety is. So I saw this in a lot of the cases. So I just want to say, you, you don't just submit something saying, I want my discharge upgrade. You have to base it. So I think I've repeated myself enough, <laughs> enough on this issue. But remember, you, you have, to, and you could try to do it yourself too. So you don't always have to have a lawyer, but you have to, you know, make that argument based on those two bases. So I want to point that out. Okay, so that's the basis of when they can actually upgrade if you can show an impropriety or inequity. Again, something illegal, a legal error, or unfairness. Okay, so what can they do? Um, they can actually upgrade a UOTHC under an honorable conditions discharge to a general. They can upgrade a general to an honorable. And then I can actually upgrade a bad conduct discharge that was issued, though, from a special court martial can't be a general court martial, they can upgrade it to an administrative discharge. So the, the punitive discharge, a BCD, to an administrative discharge. But this is based specifically on clemency. Clemency meaning it's not really even a showing of improp impropriety or inequity, but clemency kind of like, wow, you've been doing such great work since you got the BCD. I mean, it's a very rare type of case, but there are, you can talk to your the attorney if you call an attorney to discuss this, but there are instances where you can actually, and I've actually saw that when I worked at the Discharge Review Board for the Air Force, where an individual had a bad conduct discharge and it was converted to an administrative discharge based on the package, and it was specifically on clemency. Um Okay, another thing to know is the deadline. So it's there's a lot of really confusing things going on with these deadlines. One is it's generally it's 15 years. Okay, 15 years is the general rule. So you got discharge in the year 2000, you got into 2015 to upgrade your discharge with the discharge review board. But there's some little nuances to that that I would like to discuss. Regarding the 15 years, um, let me just also explain this. So a lot of clients ask this, well, okay, do I, do I do just a written request? Do I request a hearing? Well, it really, I have clients that I really advise based on the facts of the case. Some clients I say, let's just do a document review first. So you can on the form say, I just want you discharge review board to review my case. I'm not going to appear for it. Please review my case. You know, here's my argument, et cetera. And then the client, you know, the client sends um, the information to the board and the board looks at it. So 
if it's granted, great, you won your case, it's upgraded, etc. If it's not, they will contact you and say, hey, you know, we dis- we denied your request. Do you want to now come to the board? Either in person, depending on where it's located, it's usually in the DC area, or sometimes they have like little traveling uh, boards or, uh, where you can actually appear through a VTC. So they do have that. Depends on the service. Not all services have it. But you do get a, a chance to, at your own expense, actually come to the board, wherever, again, most of them are in DC for the Air Force. It's at Andrews Air Force Base. And you could, you know, fly there, you know, drive there, go and appear in person with or without counsel. So if I have a client, I actually accompany them um, to that board. Um, the reason I mentioned the board is so it's really not, you know, a black and white. It just depends on the type of case. I think some cases, depending on the facts, it's very, very helpful for you as the clients, you know, the person who was discharged, the veteran, to be at the board, to answer the questions, explain factually what happened in your case. I mean, I feel very strongly on some cases, I tell the clients, you really need to go there. The paper, you know, writing stuff on paper is not going to do justice to this case. So depends on the case. Obviously, you can still just submit a document review. And if it gets denied, you get another chance. It doesn't, it doesn't hurt. You know, you're not, they're not going to say, oh, we denied the document review. We're not going to grant you, a, we're not going to grant your upgrade if you come in person. I actually accompanied someone whose document review was denied and it was upgraded during the personal appearance. So everything is, you know, looked at afresh, new issues are addressed, etc. Okay, so I told you about the 15-year rule. So again, there's special cases where they're going to be waiving these deadlines. And that's, I'm going to discuss it in uh, another couple episodes down the line, but there's special de novo reviews where they just give a new review to a case that you submitted perhaps uh, before the new guidance came out as to various discharges involving PTSD, TBI, sexual assault, sexual harassment, etc. In these type of discharges, if you submit one, let's say five years ago before this guidance was out, and the discharge review board for your service did not have the benefit of that guidance, they will allow you to resubmit a new one, a de novo review. Even if it's beyond the time limit, you could just send it back to them and say, okay, I'd like you to request my case again, because there's new guidance that came out that you did not have. Again, we're going to talk about that new guidance a couple of episodes. Stay tuned for that. But again, it deals specifically with PTSD, TBI, sexual assault, sexual harassment, etc. And that guidance is very specific. Um, it, it's on, I, I think, yeah, I, the, my guide has a link to it. But basically, the guide, uh, the guidance by DOD issued just talks in very, very specific detail on the rules of how they're going to evaluate these cases, if in fact, you had PTSD or TBI, etc. And it specifically talks about how it's liberal consideration. I mean, they are bending over backwards to try to help anyone who is suffering from just things that happened to them, whether they were deployed or not even deployed. If you know if you were a victim of sexual assault or harassment, you don't have to be deployed for that. Or if you had PTSD or TBI on a deployment, and then you had things happen, you know, you commit misconduct. But it was there was a nexus. You know, they're trying to use the liberal consideration again. I'm going to talk to. I don't want to get into that right now. I will talk to that in a couple episodes down the line. Um, so remember, there's you know rules where they then allow you to submit another application if yours was considered your application before that guidance came out. The first guidance came out in 2014, then 16 and 17. So if you have any questions, you know, talk, you, feel free to call me. I could talk to you about that. Um, 
And that, I think that covers it. So again, mainly, you know, I just wanted to make sure you understand the thing about impropriety or inequity. You got to articulate that. I mean, don't, otherwise you're going to get the pat, you know, little review that says the, the applicant made a contention, made no contention that it was inequitable and improper. So if you don't make a contention, how is the board going to, on your behalf, they're not going to make a contention on your behalf to say your discharge was improper or inequitable. So you got to help them out in this regard. And, you know, they will evaluate it very fairly. I mean, I find, you know, the boards I went to, they're very fair, very open-minded, and they want to do what's right. You know, and it's not only for the Air, not only for you as the veteran, but also for the Air Force. The Air Force wants to make, or the service, I shouldn't say Air Force. I was in the Air Force, but all the services are like that. So, um, I think that sums it up for this. Uh, the number two thing you should know, again, talking about the discharge review board, this, the general rules on that. So download that guide. And on the next episode, I'm going to give you a little bit more information about what's the board for correction of military records. Again, I literally didn't even know about the BCMR until I actually, as a military attorney, worked in that section where I worked at the discharge review board of the personnel council. But these are great agencies that, you know, really do a great job to evaluate your case and try to determine if there's some error, inequity, injustice, et cetera. So you get a shot even once you're discharged, or even if you're in the military and you have your active duty and there's some errors in your records, you can apply to these agencies. So stay tuned on the next episode. I'm going to talk to you about the Board for Correction of Military Records, or better known as BCMR for your service. And I'll talk to you about the general rules on that. And remember, if you have any specific questions, feel free to email me at info at militarylawmatters.com or, um, you know, send me a question and I can address it on one of these little solo podcasts I'm doing. So it's fun for me. I just want to make sure I don't want to suppose everyone knows these issues because I know they don't because I get questions all the time from people call and I love talking to them and trying to educate, you know, the veterans on these different issues. But I figured I'd just put it on a podcast so you can just pop, you know, start a little podcast and listen for five minutes, um, see if I answer your questions. Anyway, um, hope that was helpful and stay tuned for the next episode where I talk about the BCMR. Until next time, never, ever, ever give up because there is always hope. Hope.